Welcome to the Stellar Productions Podcast with Jacob and Rowan. Uh, also starring our special guest today, Darwin Nesheim. That's it. Second one. Second one? Yep. That's all right. How are you doing today, Darwin? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? We're pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Good. I'm glad to hear. Nice. Well, uh, today is our first actual episode of recording, um, although we may have uh, changed the schedule up a little bit and did another episode without Darwin in it. But Yeah, they're going to be out of order, so we're going to have a, like our, our pilot where we introduce ourselves on the one with Darwin. Yeah, so, so this is in the past, but it will be... It will be released in the future. Exciting uh, time travel stuff. Yeah, really, really fun stuff. Anyway, with our special guest today, Darwin Nesheim. That's yeah, that's it. Got it. Yep, uh, my good friend, good, good buddy. That's right. Uh, we may, we may have Chad Nesheim as well uh, later. Hopefully, at some point. Hopefully, at some nice. point, we can get him on. But uh, yeah, for today, it's uh, it's you, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, how's life? How you doing? Life's going pretty good, you know. Yeah. Tried to sell a Pokemon card; they didn't buy it. Yeah, you were a uh, you were a previous previous stellar student. Uh, yep. For what seventh grade to senior year? Yep, all the way through. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start off with that. How did how did your previous years at Stellar go? So I really liked the Stellar experience, and you know, starting out, it started a little bit rough. As I went through, starting about ninth grade, I really started to get into the rhythm of things. Um, I really embraced passages. Those were a lot of fun for me. You know, just keep working through it. I had a lot of fun. What sort of passages did you do? So I did the typical three passages. I decided not to go for more. Um, my first passage I did was a robotics class where I would teach um, stellar students the two-week intensive on robotics that I had taught myself previously in the year. Um, my second and third passage I did at the same time which was a genetic engineering passage where I took a culture of E. coli and then genetically engineered them to be um, you know, sustainable in a more acidic environment than they would, they would typically be able to. Um, and then the passage I did at the same time as that was one that I was not quite as happy about. I did it with Brian, um, and it was a, a general relativity passage where I just wanted to kind of explore that a little bit. Um, I, I fell personally a little short on that one, and I wish I could explore it a little more, but... I'm majoring in math right now, so I can hopefully do that on my free time. Yeah, so with, with that major in math, I guess we can move on to the, your college life. Yeah, uh, for sure. After, so what has it been, two years since you've left Stellar and you've gone off to, uh, what college was it? Oregon State University. You're majoring in math there. Yep. Uh, tell us what the, uh, what the community's like there. How's it going? So I guess it's two parts. So I started off at Oregon State as a mechanical engineering major. Um, that wasn't ever something I really wanted to have the profession of. I just wanted the skills. Um, and I decided that the university focused too heavily on the profession side of things. And so I decided to take a step back. And what I really liked about it was the math. And so I decided to pursue math. Um, I would say college and Stellar are very different and yet very much the same. Um, Stellar has a big label on responsible freedom. However, that's not quite how things end up all the time. You can take it that way if you want. However, it's not normally driven unless it's self-driven. Um, and so having that as time management coming from that responsible freedom was super valuable for me in college because um, that's the hardest part is just managing your time effectively. Never go to sleep or never wake up or something and it's just going to be awful. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So kind of on that topic, what's like your average day like? Like when you wake up, like how long are you working on homework and such? Sure. So I would wake up um, on the good days. I would wake up at probably around 8 o'clock, go take a shower, get some breakfast, and then I have classes at 9, so I would get to class probably around 8.50. Mm -hmm. um, and then the classes are pretty short, normally 50 minutes. And mm -hmm. so I would be in class, and then I could have classes back-to-back. -back. I would typically have anywhere from two to four classes a day, um, which doesn't sound too bad. It's really not. And um, during the times between classes, I would do homework. Um, homework would normally take me, I'd say the most I would have was two hours a day, but that was pretty rare. And I would say on average, 30 minutes to an hour of homework a day. Oh, okay. So not too bad. And most of that comes with writing or something, and that's just a lot of busy work. Yeah, that's interesting. I've just, I, I've heard like horror stories about several hours of homework and all that stress. Yeah. But. I think it's definitely several hours of studying, but that's only right before finals week or something where you have something okay. big coming up. Otherwise it's, it's more relaxed. Right. 
So it's just it's so Stellar kind of prepares you for that kind of situation, but not exactly like the whole mechanics of college. Just more of yeah. time management. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Are there any social skills that you've learned from Stellar that help you uh, in college? Public speaking. That was a big one. Um, I had a couple classes where public speaking was required um, as presentations and things in front of the, the auditorium or whatnot. Um, and so having that public speaking class, I remember having it with Bob and I also had debate with Bob. Um, both of those were super valuable um, because one of the formats I had to do was the debate <coughs> format for my speech. And then um, I've had four classes now where public speaking was required and being comfortable in front of an audience is invaluable. So with the uh, you know progressing and all that, going into a math major, about what four years or maybe more. Yep, uh, I'm looking you, at four. Yeah. So where where are you planning to see yourself in around like five to ten years? Five to ten years. I am at the five year mark. I hope to be starting my my graduate studies. Um, it's my goal to get my PhD hopefully, um, and working maybe as an actuary between then, um, just to get some extra cash. Um, Research is what I would really like to do. I just like tinkering and, you know, tinkering with math is still tinkering. Yeah. So how does it feel coming back to the school? In my mind, nothing has changed, but I know right. that's not going to be true. Like, I know right. the dynamics are different. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, I like to think that they're not because I had such a good experience at Stellar. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I do notice little things are different, like you know, Rose's new Relo. Right. Um, fantastic that the kids aren't you know, exposed to asbestos anymore. However, I do miss the art. In the reload. so heads up to someone to come do the art in Rose's Relo. I see one thing, but yeah, maybe something more than the cool little little window into Mexico. I, yeah. If I had to guess, I, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess what we should have started off with is, uh, you know, kind of tell us about yourself and uh, like for the newcomers of Stellar, who you are exactly, because you, to me, like you were a pretty big influence. <laughs> Uh, on Stellar when I was just starting out and I kind of saw like what you did as a reflection of Stellar and it, ju it just kind of like influenced the way people would behave and how people would work and so uh, could you tell like I don't know the new coming seventh graders about what they'll experience during their time here and maybe some eighth graders that didn't see you last year that means a lot coming from your own thank, thank you for that um, and what I do I would say really take advantage of passages. The teachers will listen to you if you want to use your time a little differently than traditional schools would let you. Um, so take the leap and just take your own interest to the next level. Um, nothing's really holding you back except for your own whatever, fill in the blank. Um, so yeah, just go do it. Don't work too hard either, you know. Enjoy life. Yeah. 3.0 GPA is gonna be better than a 4.0 as, as you lived and it's something you can put on a resume, you know. Um, just have fun. In seventh grade, I was really not familiar with what passages were. I didn't exactly understand it. So then it, it was kind of an intimidating thing about mm -hmm. high school for me. So um, I'm glad that you talked about that a little bit. Yeah. And passages have changed up a little bit this year. Yeah. Uh, they, it hasn't changed too much in the sense of like you doing what you want to do and your teachers helping you out. But it's definitely uh, it's changed to where uh, your advisors are now your passage teachers or your advisors for your passage but um we're out here in a six period uh, six period conference room with rosa and so uh she's been a great help too uh she's been helping us out so it, it, it's really a good experience it's a lot better than having a designated time period because uh, you can really manage yourself and it's not taking up any space you, mm -hmm. you get you get your full one through six periods without having that one slot of passages and now it's a seventh period class and hmm. you get to kind of manage where you want it but but you tend you can take a conference period so that you don't okay. have to take I like see, seven yeah, classes okay. it's definitely changed a little bit okay and here chad nesheim has decided to join us how you doing chad i'm doing wonderful thanks for having me yeah no problem so uh you're you're currently at college right now uh in idaho where are you? Uh, yes, I am, Rowan. Uh, it's beautiful and sunny over here, and I wouldn't have it any other way. What about the Alaskan way? I sure do wish it was colder, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a prolonged vacation. So uh, for, 
for those who don't know, uh, Darwin and Chad are two brothers. Uh, one is actually here in Alaska right now, and again, one is in Idaho. Uh, we're, we're also going to ask Chad a couple questions. So it's it's only been a year for you since uh, you've graduated high school, or not even a year. But mm -hmm. um, so what's uh, what's 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 college like after Stellar? So I think that Stella really did prepare me, even though I didn't think so at the time, for the preliminary parts of college, because a lot of the college here that I'm, I've been experiencing, it's just like a stellar class. There's basically no difference, like difficulty level and everything, it's pretty spot on. Um, but uh, coming from such a small school and then going to uh, like comparatively such a large school, um, it's a little, it's a little, um, it's wild the first week for sure. But uh, after that, it's definitely started to calm down. You kind of get the grip on reality, you know? Yeah. So Darwin was also talking about his experience uh, at college, you know, mm -hmm. after Stellar, and saying mm -hmm. that, like, time management was definitely a big part uh, that Stellar taught him. Uh, would you say the same for yourself? Uh, I would definitely say the same. Um, there's a lot of studying in all of my classes, except for uh, mostly two of them. Um, but you really have to ration out time to do everything and do all your homework because no one's going to really force you to do homework. You just have to sit down and do it. Are you considering any jobs while you're in college or like internships? Uh, yeah. Um, for my major internships are pretty hard to get, um, because it's, you have to have a lot of math under my belt that be, you know, a math major and get a math job and everything. But, uh, I was definitely thinking there's a couple good, um, uh, like jobs for students on campus, but there's also a lot of restaurants nearby that it might, uh, I might um, try to get a job with maybe second semester or next year. But this year I'm just trying to focus in and kind of get um, anchored down for studying and everything. So just to clarify, what were you uh, majoring in? Uh, I'm majoring in math for uh, actuarial science. So it's business and statistics, basically. I see. And are you, so are you also going for your uh, PhD then? Uh, no, I'm planning on just getting a Bachelor of Science and then maybe a double major if, I, um, if I'm able to get one close enough to statistics as well. Hmm. So it would be actuarial major and statistics. But time will tell. So I can, uh, I'll ask you the same question that I asked Darwin. Like, where are you, you going to see yourself in about five to ten years? What are you uh, planning to do with you know, the rest of your life and what are you trying to achieve? Um, all right, those are some good questions. Um, by five to ten years, I hope to be at least, um, you know, starting starting a serious job within my major. Uh, that would be the dream, of course. Um, it would probably be at some health insurance company doing statistics for them, or uh, maybe financial for uh, financial research for them. Um, but like, where I would be living, I don't know. Um, it all depends on who's hiring, like in which cities, because. Uh, I'm I'm not really anchored to any point in the U.S. at this at this time, so I'd be happy traveling for anything at this point. Yeah. How's that mixture been over there for you, Darwin? So, oh yeah. So I came in and I found a little uh, teddy bear cup. It has four teddy bears mm -hmm. on it, and they're all holding little "I Love Florida" flags. Um, I'm guessing guessing they got it from Florida, um, mm -hmm. and it had this bubbling dark mixture. <laughs> It wasn't half bad. Uh, I learned it was just grape soda, Dr. Pepper, and then kind of knockoff brand ginger ale. It's Canada Dry. So it's not knockoff brand. I'm Werner's yeah. Delight. What? Though. Schweppes, man. Oh, no. Two disappointments in the room. Schweppes is where it's at. Okay. I think we need to do mm. a taste test. Yeah. Dude, ginger ale, ale is for is for weak-willed people. Tonic Go water. for ginger beer. Tonic water is where tonic it's water. at. Tonic water is also very good. Oh. I do like tonic water. I love yeah. tonic water. I drink that from oh. the bottle. Like you have to have it for the quinine. It exactly. raises your yeah. body temperature. I just, I just drink it. That too. I don't even care about whatever you said. I quinine. just, I just want to drink it. Wait, so just to be clear about what tonic water is, it's just bubbly water, no flavoring. Is that? It's like, it's like no. club soda with some lemon and lime. Oh, this is what it tastes yeah, like to me. So like the Lacroix stuff? No, it's it's. More flavorful than that. It's sweet. It's sweet like a normal soda. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. You're thinking of club soda, I think, which is just carbonated water. Which is also um, how I described it. But like it's, <laughs> because again, it's it's club soda with sugar and like a little bit of lemon. Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't we'll, sound good. We'll but... get you a cup of it sometime. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe next time. 
maybe next time. We'll like talk about what we're, what we're drinking. <laughs> Sounds exciting. So one, one thing <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Jacob and I uh, haven't really decided on what we truly want to talk about yet. Uh, again, this is our first actual recording, so it's going to be a little while until we get the, get the hang of this sort of thing. Uh, talking, talking to each other in a quiet room uh, <laughs> outside in a reload. Gets a little, gets a little awkward. Uh, no, we'll have a closet yeah. soon. Oh we'll yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosa uh, is, is creating a closet space for us that we can go hang out in. And, and you uh, already do have a podcast name, right? Uh, yeah, we're the uh, Stellar Productions podcast. Yeah, it's a rather it unfortunate is... name, and we're going to change it as soon as we can. I'm, I'm never changing. Idea. I'm never changing. <laughs> Coming into the closet I, podcast I like the with Rowan and <laughs> Jacob. Wait, so so is that? Three against one for like Rowan's I'm, podcast. I'm not changing it. I've already branded everything. <laughs> guys. Well, it's not just your My podcast. Yes, I'm, I'm the guest currently on TPP, the person S- podcast. SPP. S- I'm really enjoying it. All right. We'll have a school vote and it'll probably be against me, but. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. What happened was, is Rowan asked me, hey, is this name okay? And I said, for the time being, we'll change it. And then he made a social media account for us. So, <laughs> so my first plan was to call it Two Teens Talk. Oh, and kind of like that. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob did not like it, but I loved it. So I think Two Teens Talk is pretty darn good. See, yeah, and because yeah. I just listen to whatever Jacob says, except for now, uh, he's you, like, you never listen to what I say. He's like, no. The, he's like, no. I want to change that. I don't like that name. He was more he was more vulgar than that, but that's what we're gonna say for now. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So I took about twenty minutes and thought about it, and I didn't really think. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Let me design some art, and we'll put this name on there. And I was like, here, how's this look? And it was Stellar Productions podcast with her channel art and all that, and uh, just a fun time. And then he's like, yeah, you know what? That looks good. And I was like, all right. So I made a Instagram, made a Twitter. And now we have a uh, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, and uh, maybe iTunes. Again, we'll see All about right. that. High school is a lot of fun. Yeah. En- enjoy it while you can. Yeah, we're in yeah. our tenth grade year. We got two years left. Um, yeah. Yeah, things are pr- going pretty good. Yeah. I'd good. say that there's definitely a nice little gap between us and you guys, mm-hmm. uh, especially for <laughs> younger people that are listening to us, uh, the, the Sevies and the. Eighth graders don't call them sevies. I'm calling they them. Don't sevies. quite understand who we are. Yeah. yeah. So I was basically just saying that uh, you guys could like, I don't know, tell us about your previous experiences. You were you were talking about it earlier, but you were talking more about passages. Mm-hmm. I was saying what like, kind of introduce uh, both of you, introduce yourselves to the newer students of this school year, uh, for seventh graders and stuff. So let's start with you, Darwin. Sure. So my name is Darwin Nessheim. I attended Stellar from like, I don't know, 2000 something to 2017. I was here for all seven years or whatever, seventh grade through 12th grade, whatever that is. Six um, years. Yeah, that. Six years. Um, <laughs> started out a little little rough in my Stellar career, but kind of got, got into the groove of things. Um, I, I had a lot of fun. If you see someone attractive in the halls, it's me. Um, for this, these seventh graders, I'm I'm the attractive <laughs> one. He's not lying. Sound good. Oh, thank you. Um, Please. <laughs> any attractive person on them? No. Um. I don't know. I do murals, because then they don't won't need to wonder who this person talking on the podcast is. They can just be like, oh hey, that's the name I see on the mural every day. So if you really want to make a lasting impression on Stellar, do a mural. It can be a passage too. I think if I'm not wrong about that. Mm, yeah. So yeah, that's my advice. Please do murals in the Relo. Oh, it's so barren. It's it's just white in here. Yeah, that's it. Paint the roof if you have to. Make oh, it a little more colorful. All right, and uh, going on to you, Chad. How's uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your past self and what how it started out for you? Yes, of course, I'd love to. Um, so my name is Chad Nesheim. I am Darwin's little brother by one year. Um, uh, I, for those like physical description, you probably won't see me until about winter break. I might come in for uh, 
a little bit during winter intensives and say hi to everybody. But um, uh, I'm, I'm a lot like Darwin, except for I'm a little bit shorter and a little more blonder. Uh, and then, so that's about it. Um, I also started school uh, at Stellar Secondary. Um, so that's seventh grade all the way through 12th. And I was a 2018 graduate, of course. What else, what else is there to say? I mean, school, school's great. High school's awesome. Love it, well, love it while you can. Yeah, we're not, we're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, like, okay, Rowan didn't tell me that you were going to be on I until, <clears throat> until lunch. It I came a in. a surprise wow. guest, because right. I didn't see him today. Yeah, yeah. no, I walked we into Becky's room, and Rowan's like, oh, yeah, so we're going to interview Darwin. <laughs> and I, maybe Chad. Yeah, I, well, I, I knew. Jacob, as you know. The Nessheim twins, the Nessheim twins come as a package. That's true. Right. We're not actually twins for those of us that are uh, not actually in the inside joke. Could be. Yeah. You guys could not pass as twins. The height is not. the height difference is large. Well, they look the They're same. Identical twins. They look the same, but Chad's Although Chad's it's... a little more brown, brown haired. Am I? Yeah. Wait. I, no. No, Darwin's. I'm, My hair is near black. Chad's yeah. hair is yeah, more Chad's of a lighter. Brown. lighter. But if it's more brown, then that makes it lighter. Absolutely, yes. No, so if it's more I'm brown, it's, what? Well, it's brown. That's what I just brown. said. It's like Eric gets brown. Stupid no. fruit flies, man! They keep flying around me. <laughs> so, where are you guys hoping to take the podcast? Like, obviously, this one's going to yeah. be pretty rough. Yeah, um, we might end up with thirty minutes of usable audio. So, okay. Yeah. What I what I have. What I've been wanting to see where this goes is just like kind of go around in the community and like see what what our community is doing for each other and like go interview people uh, doing their jobs and stuff. I don't know. Just kind of get around in the community and like, you know, talk to people. <laughs> we yeah. were going to put out a question box or not even really a question box, but just like you could draw stupid cartoons or whatever and we'll like talk about it. But um, mm -hmm. Or you can write serious questions and we'll talk about them. I don't know. I contacted. I think that's a great idea. I contacted Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, right. Trying, trying to schedule him to come onto the show. Huh? His Twitter? No, I, I ah. emailed him. It was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can pretend to be Neil deGrasse on Star Talk. That sounds good. Hello, welcome to Star Talk. Today, quaternions. What are they? How long have they been here? That was pretty excellent. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Quaternions are super cool, though. You guys yeah. definitely Google them. Right. It's like complex numbers, but in four dimensions, with one of those dimensions being the real numbers. So how do you how do you how do you even know that a fourth dimension exists? Like, wouldn't there be a fifth dimension after that too? How many dimensions uh, are there truly? Well, the string theory says eleven. Infinite. Well, no. Infinite. What, well, what's the eleventh dimension then? What would that be? So uh, it's going to be a little bit hard to explain on a podcast. There's a super good YouTube video, like visualizing the 10th dimension or visualizing the 11th dimension or whatever it's called but um let's say you have one dimension right you can go forward or backwards you know a straight line um and then the second dimension you can go forward backwards and side to side so it's as if you like turned the first dimension 90 degrees and all of a sudden now you have the ability to go forward or backward and also side to side so now you're second dimension and you can have a plane because you can see the new line that's just been made from the original um and then the third dimension is of course you go up with that so if you're you're living on the second dimension and you can just see as thin slices in the third dimension so a cube would look like a square to you right um, and a ball would look like a, a small point that got into a circle and then a bigger circle and then as you pass that halfway point in the in the sphere, then it would go into a smaller circle and then back into a point. Um, and then, you know, you go on with that similar kind of thinking. It's like, okay, so in the second dimension, the third dimension can only be described, it can only be seen in the second dimension, right? You can't go more than that. And so you continue with that logic, right? In the fourth dimension for us, we can only see slices of it. We can only see it passing as if it's time, right? We can yeah. only see time. Moving, we can't see forward in time. We can't see backward in time. We can only see the current slice, um, you know, just as I can't see where George is in five years or something. Hopefully, not dead. Drink less, Doctor Pepper, Rowan, um, <laughs> and, and it just <coughs> continues up like that. And then theoretically, um, string theorists say there's um, ten or eleven. I don't remember. 
11 dimensions, I think is what they had said. Um, continuing that logic, eventually you're going to get to every conceivable point and instant in time and space. And then you know, what's beyond that, we just don't really understand. Dude, okay. I don't remember what your original question was. Um, <laughs> whatever I just said. <laughs> we were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson. You emailed him. You were being a grown-up. So that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was being a, I was being a big boy. And I, uh, I emailed Neil deGrasse Tyson on his website trying to schedule him. But uh, and then that turned into Darwin doing a Neil deGrasse Tyson impression and saying something. And then going on into something else. That's kind of the video will be well, much yeah, better the than I could done. Um, yeah. Just like visualizing the 10th or 11th dimension or whatever it's called. Yeah, I, YouTube it. It's pretty sweet. Nice. If we're really good hosts, we'll like link it in yeah. the description or something. I think that sounds really professional. Yeah. Liv's like tattooing Darwin's arm with the expo marker. Mm -hmm. What do you got on there? I, I, I can't watch really it. Cut out. It's <laughs> 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 okay. Anchor that has two hearts and says mom. I do okay. love my mother. That's step number one in life. Love your mother. Yeah. Can we just take a moment to uh, appreciate Mama Nessheim? Have you guys met Janine Nessheim? <laughs> Never. Yeah. You guys are missing. Your out. life. Your life is less life worthy is, yeah. because you haven't met Janine Nessheim. Yeah. For, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Rowan, you've met her, right, Rowan? I'm sure you have. Yeah, huh? I, I think you have. Maybe we'll have her on yeah. the podcast. Have her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, I don't think I've ever met your guys' mom. You're missing out. Your life is okay. worse for it. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> what are your guys' political views? Something we can disagree on. Our political views. Um, what sort of like... So taxation, right? Sure. Um, do you believe in like having like hiking up the taxes on the top one percent where like the vast majority of the money is or it, it how i see the one percent is to get to that point of wealth mm -hmm. you have to do something that is needed by the community because they're going to be buying your product whether yeah. it's your time or your energy or your literal product and mm -hmm. I figure mm -hmm. that that in itself is giving to the lives of the people. So mm -hmm. I figure there should be a higher tax on them, but it should be on their capital, mm -hmm. not just their wealth. So like their buildings are already going to be taxed more if they're in a production industry mm -hmm. or um, their boat and cars and stuff. And so mm -hmm. I figure they're already paying more, maybe hike it up a little bit, but I do think that it should be less variable than it is. I think that they've kind of earned their status. Um, yeah, I think like, I think we need a uh, sales tax up here. That's what yeah. I think. Sales? That could be okay. No, 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 not sales. Yeah. Well, they're taken no. out of our they're taken out of our permanent fund See, dividend. Yeah, well, which I think is unfair, of course. But yeah. I don't think sales tax is the way to do it. My understanding is like, that we needed both. Like we needed to cut from the PFD yeah. as well as have a sales tax. But why? Why? Why should we do that? Because yeah, well, well, what's, what's the purpose of the PFD? Like, why was it originally instated? It was. I think I know that. Well, there's there's part of the problem, right? It was it was with the oil industry. It's that they get to use our land and they pay a certain amount, and then the PFD is directly proportionate to the is it the general earnings total profit something with the um, oil companies, so that we can mm -hmm. pay back to the Alaskans who are who are you know having their land abused by these oil or companies. like the uh, environmental problems that uh, occur from yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, like water problem. toxicity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but now we're having to maybe create a sales tax because we created the permanent fund dividend. So. Yeah, I think the PFD well, is a great thing. However, I think it should be used to benefit the state, and that I think if the population gets too entitled to the service, then yeah. the state is going to suffer as a whole. Because then you just have a lot of yeah. people coming up here because they just want free money each year. Yeah, free what, money. what good is the money if they're blowing it on alcohol and weed? Yeah, when you know mm -hmm. that that same money could be used. Mm -hmm. To, to fund the education system or homeless housing. I know is homelessness is a problem in Alaska. Um, and I think with the PFD fund, it's billions of dollars. I think that could definitely do some good in the long run and make Alaska a better community. But that's what the money's for, for the yeah. Alaskans. It, 
and since oil is a limited resource, we need to invest it in like another industry. Absolutely. Too, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're we're running out pretty quick. And what what was it that we learned in Alaska studies last year about like they were trying to drill into Anwar? Anwar yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Ken's a super good resource too yeah. for you students that are interested in this. Um, talk to Ken about you know PFD and oil companies. Yeah. Shout out mm-hmm. to Ken. Shout out to Ken. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Although, how do you guys feel about luxury tax? Because oh. I'm I'm a big supporter on luxury tax. Depends on the luxury, I guess. Yeah, can you explain that a little bit more? Like, what um, tax? like uh, things that you definitely don't need should be taxed, like um, uh, expensive cars, like sports cars, or um, something that's just like really flashy, uh, snowmobiles, uh, cell phones, uh, kind of things that, like things that you don't need necessarily. You're just buying them because like it's basically just a toy or you're showing off or you're flexing on everybody right so right. you're basically taxing here. the rich because only the rich are able to afford you know flashy cars and snow machines so it does the same as having like a the um the uh, taxing the one percent kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah although i do think it's funny you mentioned snowmobiles because that's that's not just a luxury for some parts of alaska mm-hmm. in so. some parts yeah well I mean, then, I mean, taxes aren't generalized to every part. Yeah. Like, it, some cities have different taxes. It'll definitely depend on what area you're in. Right. Yeah, but of course. Speaking, like, speaking of that, I read some really weird news article, but there are about eight people in the world that are more rich than the lower class, like half, or, yeah, the lower class people of the world. So, like, eight people in the United States... Or anywhere else, I, I forgot where because I don't. It was a while back, but they're they're more rich than the, uh, the the entire population of the lower class, which is just insane to me. Yeah, because that's like mm-hmm. where do, where does that end? Because people like you know making a hundred thousand a year, like could they be considered lower class if those people are you know like making that much money? It's you don't you don't know where it exactly stops. But you kind of get, you kind you kind of know where it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you do to get into those top eight? Like what, what were their Wall Street, Wall Street, Amazon? Go and go Jeff back to yeah. time travel. Time travel to the uh, back like a little bit before the '80s mm-hmm. and invest in Apple stocks, and then you'll right. be yeah. just rich. Right. Dang. I mean it. And then there's a point where you're rich, you're so rich that your money makes money because of investments and stuff. And exactly. Yeah. Yep. Spend money, make game. money. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess it'd be beneficial for those who are like more rich and all the people complaining about how we're taxing, we're more taxing on the poor than we are the rich, because uh, that's just what you hear anymore. But um, it, it really depends. I think, I think the only way for that to really work is if like they did a. Uh, what are they called? Uh, the things where they take like this amount of like they count how many people are living in the certain area. What are those called? Like cen- oh, uh, census? Cens- yeah, census. Census surveys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they did like a census surveys on people's income, but they like have actual track of that, mm-hmm. just to see where like that's the only way I could see it without having any complaints. And that's really what it is anymore is that you have to categorize these things, uh, otherwise it'll receive criticism because. You have these people that are trying to buy, like I don't know, their kids something, and they're they're not too high on the uh, on the income market, but you know they're they're getting by. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just one of those things. One thing that I heard earlier about Darwin talking about uh, like marketing and stuff, uh, just kind of like moving away from the <laughs> politics topic, but mm-hmm. like marketing is something that I've been realizing a lot now lately, like because I kind of uh, like you know cable TV kind of switched away from that to go to like Netflix and stuff and all the online streaming services. Mm-hmm. But you go back to cable and you just see what kind of ads they're spewing out and you see them on, you see them on YouTube and you see them on whatever you hear them or something. And it's just, none of it makes sense to me anymore. Like, what are you advertising? Like, what are you, what are you trying to achieve? Because you see these commercials and they're like 25 seconds of just random like family time stuff like a coke commercial 
like you don't know what they're advertising. You just see this family like enjoying themselves, and then it cuts to their neighbors having fun, and then at the very end, it's just like share Coke. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what did I just watch? And I know it's about because then I saw today um, this kind of like ad for a chiropractic industry and you just see this postcard and all you see is this elephant flying up in the air with a bunch of balloons attached to it and you're like what <laughs> but then you realize that it's all about uh attention getting mm-hmm. it's all about attracting your eye to something that's obscene and it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. well, but then you look at the postcard and the text is like blurred out so it's like this faint green text that you can't read on this blue sky with this elephant just floating in the air with a bunch of balloons and well i think that just might be poor marketing mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just to start with because it definitely got my attention but it's just one of those things where you just don't know what you're going for you don't know what you're trying to you're, you don't know what you're trying to sell mm-hmm. and it's just <laughs> insane i wonder how they like decide to do like certain commercials and such and, and why they even try to do commercials because it feels like to me from a consumer's perspective that it's not really that doesn't seem like an effective way to sell things is like ads on cable tv but clearly they, they do it so it works i think it's become just pure comedy at this point well i know with cable tv um especially here in alaska there's kind of like a, a market that's been grabbed by big companies and just a few of them like GCI I think um, is one of the few cable providers here otherwise you have to turn to satellite TV and a big portion of the people in Alaska can't get the satellites because of their location Mm -hmm. on either the hillside or even down towards um, uh, East Anchorage area they they can't get the clearance on some of those satellites they would like to get and so they they go to um, cable TV as their alternative and so there's a huge market being grabbed um, for advertising because of you know Alaska and its its population and position, um, while while Netflix is going to be a good kind of step away from those advertisements if that's not what you want. I know Netflix has talked about having advertisements positioned halfway through their their services. Uh, it's going to just turn into another commercial thing. Less of them, sure. However, it's still going to be the same kind of advertising that you're going to get. Well, yeah, because what public broadcasting was all about advertising it was the only way for them to survive and then they introduced cable tv which mm-hmm. was the service that you would pay extra for and there were no commercials on there it was just completely uninterrupted tv but then as time went by and everybody started buying cable mm-hmm. <laughs> the public broadcasting services just got ab- obsolete and so they were like well how are we going to make more money off this is everybody's just already bought this so that's why they started running ads on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a progressive thing where <laughs> we, we, we get something new and they say that it's just completely free or advertisement free anyway. And then it just, they have to make more money off of it because everybody has it. And then the prices get cheaper because everybody has it, but then they have to find some newer way to make money. But now with like uh, YouTube, you can buy just like a pay a fee and you won't see any advertisements yeah so they still make their money but you know mm-hmm. well, no, there's no ad and it's another because like really how many subscription based platforms are you subscribed to like uh, you gotta you gotta do what for any like uh console internet access you have to pay a monthly subscription to play online with your friends and for Netflix, you're paying for a monthly mm-hmm. subscription. For Hulu, you're paying for a monthly subscription. For Amazon Prime, you're paying a hundred dollars a year to not only get you know your two day shipping, but also your Amazon Prime subscription. Like, uh, which I highly recommend. Always buy Prime. Yeah. Um, I'm not sponsored by Amazon, of course, but if I was, I'd be very happy. Prime's doing half off. And is it Prime it's half I think, off. I think the best part is. We don't even get the two-day shipping up here. We yeah. get the four-day shipping yeah. or the five-day shipping. Just... Jokes on you guys. I get it basically the day of. <sighs> <laughs> but isn't Amazon like a, just insane? Like, where are the drones? Do they do those yet? 
I get they're planning to. Uh, not yet. Okay. But I mean, uh, how are they going to do they, that up they here? They did do the to... thing where like you leave your door unlocked and they deliver it in your house. <laughs> oh, they started, that, right? that was that was a that was a poor that was a poor marketing plan. <laughs> that was I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a market for it later. Like especially um, housing units that have a secured front and then from getting into that kind of welcome area that's secured, you can get into your apartment from a central. Well, that's that's the um, thing because I saw a video on mm -hmm. it and it was this news station that did this and they had their one reporter get this product. And so what it was is it was just another lock for your door that your, your Amazon uh, shipping service would mm -hmm. just open. So it would be, you know, your package is inside now and everything's mm -hmm. safe. But then like they started realizing that these Amazon, uh, Amazon workers were just being careless basically. And so what they would do is they'd shut the door, but they wouldn't lock it. And like, or some people would like try to shut the door, but they didn't know how to lock it. Or some people would shut the door and it'd just open again and then they'd just leave. So it's this another yeah. thing, it's this other thing about just complete security and making sure that everything is safe. But now you're letting these, your, these workers come into your home to deliver your package instead of it gets getting stolen outside. <laughs> Although slowly, like you're trying to remove like human error and stuff. Cause don't they use like robots in their, uh, where they have like all the things and then they package them. I forget what they're called. The like postal facilities. I guess, yeah. Because they were mm -hmm. having problems with people working there too, and they would go like grab packages off the shelf, and they'd be doing that, and the working conditions were just very poor. Automation. How do you guys feel about automation? I feel yeah. like it'll. You guys are going to be like straight on that. Yeah, kind of we're time. we're going to be in the middle of all that. Mm -hmm. We're like in our thirties. When it's going to start progressively getting bigger and bigger yeah. industry, and it's it's one of those things where you just see it and you don't know what's going to happen because well, it's going to benefit us, sure. Mm -hmm. But what kind of how, how what kind of measures are we going to take to make sure that it's not like you know pollution based autonomy or uh, something that makes it so everyone is homeless and they can't work, mm -hmm. but these these robots were brought in as like this thing to help us not work and to help us make our lives easier but then everybody who had these basic jobs that a robot can replace mm. they're out on the street people are it's going to be like uh, star trek where people get paid to live mm -hmm. and they they don't have to worry mm -hmm. about like a guaranteed basic income guaranteed. i think that's a fantastic yeah. idea yeah i think yeah. um i can't remember the the country that has it implemented now um what there's, that exists already? I think or it was a test in Switzerland with with a couple thousand participants. Oh, um, well, see. you know about tests in Switzerland. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> they don't end well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Historically, you know, I think I think the guaranteed basic income when we get to that point of automation is going to really be the, 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 the driving factor. Because um, then you know, people will have no need to work but they'll have money to spend on their hobbies and yeah. if they have constructive yeah. hobbies i think that could really lead everybody everybody's gonna have in a good direction everybody's gonna have pfd yeah. just to yeah. live yeah. and yeah i i totally agree with that i think that if like you know robots do take over the workforce for basic needs and services because obviously we're gonna have like uh Android maids and stuff. They're gonna like take care of our grandmas and everybody who needs help. So it, it, it's one of those things where you just, you don't need a human to do that for you anymore because you have this robot that's doing it perfectly each and every time. And they can make sure that you get the service that, that you need. And obviously there's gonna be some glitches at the start, but really it won't take that much time to progress to where everything's just run, every, every simple task that is needed to be done in our society, everything that like from collecting garbage to providing us food, that's going to be done by robots. Mm -hmm. Do you think it should be done? Because I know at OSU there is student jobs for students who are on the work study programs, which is a, a federal program um, typically, which allows you to work for the university and you kind of get a tuition cut because of it. And so, you know, it's like a, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours kind of thing. Um, and some of the jobs there are already automated. Um, and is there a point where we will choose not to automate the jobs 
just because we would prefer humans have that opportunity. Um, an example is uh, someone who answers the phone, right? Um, the, the Google Cloud has gotten such a good um, neural net to answer those, and it sounds like a human that you're talking to, and it's really adaptive, um, and yet um, we're, we're still hiring people to do that for a job that we're paying them $11 an hour to do. Um, so so is, there, is there a purpose to that when we have those jobs that are already automated? It's obviously, a, it, it, it's always going to be a hit or miss mm -hmm. for everybody. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on it no matter what. So it's, it's really just going to be whether, like, there will probably be a market for this kind of thing, which is the robots, and then there will be a market which is, like, restaurant, humans only, like that type of thing. Like man-made food, because people like stuff when it's handmade, when it's when it's done by an actual person. People like to talk to uh, technical support to an actual person. Nobody likes to talk to a robot when they're trying to figure out how to fix something of theirs, mm. trying to troubleshoot it. So, again, it, like once we get to the point where robots are going to be able to do that, and no one's going to get frustrated by it, mm -hmm. people are going to be happy. But then there will be the market for like just people who need jobs but there will also be that sort of thing where everybody is going to be able to go to like college and get better uh, education and they won't have to worry about trying to survive on their own they won't have to worry about trying to survive while they're learning so it'll be mm -hmm. they'll get the exact education that they need from colleges and then they'll have everything that needs to be done to help them live will be done by robots well and the tricky part comes to when like not everybody has to work and there's still jobs that need to be done by humans but nobody wants to do them like and not so no one is required to work because there's the guarantee basic income but we still need people to do certain jobs like i can't think of an example but well we're going to need someone to run our governments that's that's always going to be something that a human does because you like, I mean, I could see some kind of robot that has been, like, that is better than the human mind to run a government and make the right decisions each and every time and, like, you know, correctly predict what is going to happen. That sort of thing, that's the only way I can really see any kind of robot, like, uh, leading a government system. Mm. Like, I can, like, obviously we have computers implemented to keep track of these things, but... It's really a person that has to make these calls uh, until, again, we can either match or exceed human intelligence with artificial intelligence, then there's nothing we can do uh, with robots to, you know, make it so our government is run by robots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a long way off. Huh? That's a long yeah. way off. Yeah. Yeah, it, it won't happen anytime soon. We're going to have to reach a major technical advancement before that can happen. We're going to have to find something that can support that kind of processing power mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I, it's probably not true, but I heard that we could store like however many trillions of terabytes in our mind or like a, a t I don't know, something like that. But it, it, it's obviously not true because we, we, ex we, meet, we reach a limit to our memory. There's stuff that we just forget and otherwise we would have the best memories on the planet and we would remember everything from when we were first born to now but I don't remember me being zero years old and doing stuff then obviously because my mind wasn't developed yet well also it works a little bit differently in computers too yeah because yeah. all of computers data is there in, in its entirety mm -hmm. um, whereas we, we store s simple pieces that we can then use to, to pull back information that we might not have stored mm -hmm. Yeah, we just we just summarize everything. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're summarizing machines. Yeah, it's like me looking at yes. a certain object that reminds me of something like from very long ago, and so it just kind of like sparks in your brain and uh, makes you makes you remember these things. Wait, so are we saying like the human method is more efficient than in computers, or it's no? Just different? I'm saying that I would say it's just different. For okay. like example, for me. If I did something in the past and then I completely forgot about it, but mm -hmm. then I see this one object that kind of like sparks my memory and reminds me of this thing, like that's what I'm saying. But a computer, you can pull that up at any moment because it just kind of records that data 
and it's there. Mm -hmm. Unless it were to get wiped or corrupted, it's still there and it's going to be there. How are those tattoos coming? Beautiful. I think I'll have to take this mouse design and make it real. Oh, yeah. I forgot. As per Nessheim tradition, I'll have to get a tattoo. Yeah, I, I yeah, guess. Get a tattoo. I'll yeah. Get, I'll get a tattoo. Everyone, everyone. All right. Squad's what, what's, tattoo. What's, what's yours yeah. right there? Well, okay. I'm, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, so um. let, me, let me give some background info for those who haven't seen Darwin's arms uh, on his wrist. Underneath his left hand, uh, he has a he has a tattoo of some something. Explain it. It's my personal philosophy that the most important development that humans have ever made was bread, and this is because we we are we're hunters and gatherers, right? And here we are. We're 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 nomadic. We're following the animals. We're getting the resources we need. Um, and then we come across the problem that we've always had of, well, well, our resources start to go bad, right? And so when we grow our own resources, then that gives us the ability to store them and so that we can, we can remain more, more together, closely packed, we can start building communities. And so when we get these resources, um, we can put them together and we can store them for longer periods of time. And what that causes is settlements to grow. And the settlements allow for accumulation of knowledge, um, which which is super cool, right? Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't be able to, to be at a table and speaking into a microphone, which is a computer. Um, and, and so it's it's bread, right? And so the tattoo is a glucose molecule and a, a CO2 molecule. And the glucose, um, the yeast takes the sugar, which is glucose, and then produces the CO2. And the CO2 is what causes bread to rise. And so... Right. That was probably Among other things. That was probably the greatest tangent I've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and the first breads, of course, aren't going to be risen breads. They're going to be flat breads because you know yeast. But still, it, it's the idea. The you, bread. You want to know what I wanted a tattoo of? What did you want a tattoo of? I I just wanted it on my arm right here, mm -hmm. and it's just a smiley face, and that's it. Like not even not even with the circle head, just two dots and a line. What's stopping? Nothing. You could brand yourself. <laughs> Still think I like Darwin's better. That's well, a good. That's yeah, a good conversation start. That's why I got it. Yeah, it's like my personal philosophy. What, what, what tattoos? What, t what tattoos? That it's bread. It's bread. <laughs> Absolutely bread. So what are you thinking, Chad? What kind of tattoo are you gonna get? Um, I don't know. Uh, something a little discreet, so you know I'd still be able to get a job and everything. Uh, I was thinking uh, Hell's Angels written on my forehead, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Probably like you know, McDonald's at the least, maybe Burger King at most. McDonald's, yes, they don't W. What? McDonald's. Well, for International Women's Day, McDonald's turned some locations their their uh, golden oh, yeah. oh, yeah. really upside down for Women's upside Day. Upside down. For International Women's Day. That's yeah. Is down. that today? No. no. Okay. No. This was a while ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is an old meme. <laughs> and, and, McDonald's had done that. There, there was some political kickback. For some reason, I didn't bother reading the political articles. I know that some people were upset over it. Um, I think it was because they believed that McDonald's was making light of, you know, because during that time there was political issues with uh, current president, um, specifically in regards to, to women. And so they, they, they thought that McDonald's was making light of, of Women's Day. Huh. But no, they, they did that as a, a as like celebration of Women's Day. They turned all their golden arches upside down for a W. You ever watch oh, the uh, to McDonald's? Did you ever watch The Founder mm -mm. with Michael Keaton? No, I haven't seen it. It's it's the whole like history of McDonald's. It's like mm. it's not a bad movie. I gotta say, it's not really a documentary, but uh, kind of is. It documents the the history of McDonald's, but it's more of like a theatrical production. And, uh, okay. I I would recommend it. It's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, shout out to the founder, starring Michael Keaton, uh, <laughs> also known as Vulture for from uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Hmm. For those who don't know, <laughs> for those who don't know who Michael Keaton is, or if you're uh, some of the older fans that we might have, uh, Grandma talking to you, uh, Batman, the 1990s, 1990s Batman. Something like that. Movie or 
Series. movie, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was Adam West who did the TV show in the 60s. I don't know why I know that, but I do. Because Adam West. Mm-hmm. Right. Handy yeah, right. knowledge. Yeah. Good conversation starter. Well, uh, Jacob, do you have any more questions to ask these two? Any more questions? I do think it was funny that we were supposed to be interviewing Darwin and then we were supposed to be interviewing Chad and we really did, I think, kind of a poor job of that. But you know what? I think it, I think it worked out in the end. It was a good conversation. I think it's been, I think it's been <laughs> fun. Do you two have any other questions to ask us at all? Uh, I don't know. Anything about the podcast? Anything about that? Uh, what inspired not you? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. What, what inspired you to do a podcast? Well, what inspired me was Jacob's nice words, uh, <clears throat> his idea. So his idea, basically, he just looked at Michael and Augie's podcast uh, before we did our passage. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks like fun. He's like, yeah, that looks that looks pretty cool. Well, okay, and I was joking. I was talking to Rowan on the phone one night, and he was asking me about passages, and he asked me what I was going to do, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast with you. That was a joke. That was not my plan at all. It was still not my plan when school started, and now we're doing a podcast, and it's so it's going all right. I really like talking. I really enjoy it. Anyway, my throat is currently dying, but I really enjoy talking. I really, I really enjoy having discussions. Now, obviously, like it's kind of difficult when you're trying to do like a stage performance type deal, and it's kind of hard to be real with each other because you're talking in front of this microphone while being recorded, and you know that. And it's one of those things where you just try to like act real, but while acting real, it's forced and it doesn't sound real at all. So maybe I'll be in charge of the recording next time and I'll just partway through a conversation, I'll click the record button. I can do that at any point. <laughs> yeah. But well, like okay. I I really enjoy this kind of thing. I used to do like YouTube and stuff like that and I used to like video edit and it was really fun. It was a really fun experience for me. And so something like this I thought would be I still think is really cool to do and I think it's really cool. So I took Jacob's words that he calls a joke and I turned them into something that I would like to do possibly in the future. And uh, I created a stupid name, Stellar Productions Podcast, which I guess I'll change in the future uh, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of wanted to do this as for fun and maybe as a future career. Mm-hmm. I mean, you certainly can. I mean, uh, there's, there's a lot of different types of podcasts out there but like there's the the joe rogan experience that's a very popular one you were listening to that i listened to multiple podcasts before i started this just to get an idea of what we should do but that obviously didn't work so (laughs) so chad and darwin are there any podcasts you guys like to listen to uh i don't i'm not typically a podcast person but i'd be interested Uh. in starting more you said the the Rogan experience, Joe Rogan experience. Joe Rogan it's experience. it's like um, he's he's a, he's a funny guy. It's not clean, just no. for for the <laughs> younger yeah. audience out there. But it's got got an explicit warning on the iTunes, but um, <laughs> it's it's definitely worth checking into. Um, of course, there are other podcasting experiences, like not just talking to one another, but storytelling, like uh, the. Night and Vale or something, whatever that was called. I was, yeah, I Night Vale. Welcome to, welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, yeah welcome to Night Vale. Um, so, obviously, you can do anything with this kind of thing. You can, it can be a, a War of the Worlds type experience, experience with uh, Orson Welles back in the, what, 40s? Yep. Something like that, 38. Yep. <laughs> awesome hysteria. Right? Yeah, that was, that was a fun time. But, I, yeah, I really enjoy this kind of stuff. And it's something that I would like to do in the future. But, you know... I just I wanted to take my friend's joking words and turn them into something real. Chad, do you have anything else to uh, to say? Uh, not really. Uh, if if you want some uh, like examples of a good podcast where it's just kind of like uh, it's sporadic talking and kind of topics, uh, I suggest Neebs Cast. That's N E E B S Cast. Uh, it's just a group of guys, kind of like what we're doing. They're just talking about whatever kind of pops up and some comments on uh, some of their YouTube videos and whatnot, so uh, it might just be handy to look at. I think the cool thing is we can have you guys on at any point in time with this program yeah. right here, so yeah. yep. if you guys ever want to be back on, uh, we got the we got the technology to do it. Good. Perfect, yeah. yeah. My uh, schedule's pretty empty for the most part, so hit me up any day. Sounds good. 
Any uh, closing closing remarks, Darwin? We'll start with you. Thanks for having me on your first episode. I, I'm excited to see how it's edited. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Maybe if I like it, I'll become a listener for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Chad, what about you? Anything anything else to say for your uh, final remarks? Uh, no, same thing. Just uh, thanks for having me. Uh, go Vandal. Um, and uh, yeah, college is great. Go to college if you can. All right. <laughs> Stay in school, my friends. All right. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> Jacob? I'm not excited to edit this, and I'm glad we got to have you two on the podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks. And I'd like to uh, also personally thank you both for being on. Uh, it's both good friends and it's both good, good talkers. I would like to personally thank you too, uh, Darwin, for taking the time to uh, come to Stellar and actually sure, no problem. be a part. And uh, Darwin for taking a little time out of his day to come on the show. There are two Darwins, yes. Darwin. There, are, there are two Darwins. He's the younger. <laughs> Hold on. It's it's not. Hold on. Keep it. Keep it. Uh, He's my idol. I, if I believe his graduation speech went something like, hi, I'm Dar, I mean, Chad. Yeah. So. yeah You're not true. too far off. Dar, it's I true. mean, Chad. Almost there. Yes. Yeah. I always get yeah. these two mixed up. They're always. Yeah. We sound like identical or something. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Nah, it's just, <laughs> it's one of those things where you just get both of you in your head and you say the wrong yeah. one each time and you say the same name twice. Anyway, uh, I would like to personally thank Darwin and Chad for being on our podcast and uh, thank thank you to all of those who listened today. It's been, it's been a fun first episode, fun first recording.